Dude, I'm so looking forward to this podcast. We're, uh, you know, kind of pre-taping one before I go to Maui, so we're, we're like doubling back. Are we going to tell people that we're doing it two days in a row, or are we just going to release it like it was done next week? <laughs> That's a great question. I think they're listening to it right now, so I think that they know. Yeah. So so in, in the real world, Steve is in Maui right, right now. I don't know if you're watching people having drinks and you're jealous, or if you're wearing a mask and you're in the pool. No, I or... have a whole new regimen, a sober vacation regimen. So I wake up in the morning, I'm going to go running on the beach barefoot. Wow. Just like 30 minutes, just a little jog, get the butt juices flowing. Like, like, do you say butt juices? No, just get the juices flowing. Okay. You heard butt juices. I sure did. So you're going to get your, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have your Barney Rubble feet running through the sand, leaving giant footprints, even though you're a very small statured man with giant, giant feet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's number one. And by the way. If you're coming from Park City, your time difference in Hawaii is about four hours. So you normally wake well, up at about three hours, five. to be exact. But that's cute. Three hours. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's three hours about? difference. What's the time change from LA to Maui? Uh, time in Maui. The time in Maui is oh wow because of daylight savings. You know what, Steve? Hmm. Kudos to kudos to you, my friend. One in a hundred. But here's the. Th- <laughs> But here's the thing. You normally wake up at about 5 in the morning. Is that correct? That's correct. And so now you're going to wake up at 2. Yeah. It's going to be weird. I'm going to do the uh, Mark Wahlberg 2.30 a.m. workout. Okay. No, that's just not not a thing. That's not a real thing. That's not a real thing. So I'm sorry. Continue with your sober regimen, your daily whatever. Yeah. So get up, go for a run on the beach. Um, Then I'm gonna probably do a little bit of work. Got to got to stay connected. And then I'm doing uh, beach yoga. They have. Oh, uh, you. I I was gonna ask. You are gonna do yoga. Yeah, they got yoga right out on the on the grass, just above the sand. Yeah, you be out there with with the other wives. Yeah. Okay. All the ladies Uh, be out there. Yeah, that's Bend great, and and, you, and, you, and you'll be, uh, or you're currently, as we're recording this, or as, people, as we're releasing this, you're currently at the Westin. Yes. Um, and uh, I, oh, man, I, I love the Westin. We go there every single time. There's all kinds of other hotels there, but the, I love the Westin because it's it's right in the middle of of Kandapali Beach. You can walk down to Black Rock. You can walk over to I think it's the Hyatt where the penguins are. You're going to go check out those penguins. Yeah, I feel bad. Kind of feel bad for them, but but they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, I love going down there and walking around the, some of the other places. But it's 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 pretty pretty mellow. But right next to it, you have they just redid the it's like the Whalers Village. They just redid a bunch of restaurants over there. I, I hope that they're going to be open for you. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of stuff to do. I would go over there and get coffee and just every morning, whatever. I'd, Absolutely. I, I used to do a little one, stroll around town. One day this week, when when you're there, when you walk out your hotel, you make a left. And so down there, there's a Starbucks. Behind that Starbucks is like a local. Is a it's kind of a local market, but it's in, it's part of a hotel. It's right behind the Starbucks. Right there, they have a farmers market where they have like masubi and other other things. Like you should bring your family and go and get some of that food. You're gonna have to go down there and find out what day it is. Right. But they have like sweet breads and like some really really Ooh. great stuff. I I always make sure I go down there and, and have that. I'll I think check that out. I always. How many I times have much, you been there? You've been there like a probably a dozen times. To the Westin? No, to Maui. 
yeah, I, well, both the answer is a dozen for probably both of those things. So we shot our show there. We, uh, Mel and I got married there. I mean, we got right. married nearby, but we all stayed there. Um, yeah, we love it. It's just, I don't know. It's like, you know, they have all these people get timeshares and stuff like that. And uh, for me, I don't get the whole timeshare game, but I know some people like it and whatever, but but I, I wouldn't want to be beholden to going to the same place. I know that's the whole point of timeshares. You can trade them and all that kind of stuff. But I, I like I like a hotel. I'm not an Airbnb guy. I like a hotel. I like to go and and get my room, get it serviced every day, know that I can go and get some food, know that I can, you know, walk down to the lobby and get coffee and, sure. and walk out walk out to the beach it's and nice. stuff like that. So. I don't want to be worrying about somebody else's, you know, earwax in my pillow at an Airbnb. Yeah, you know? and yeah, and and the other thing too, not not tra- not transitioning off the earwax is like so so Garrett, one of my my best friends, is 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 you know the owner of Maui Brewing. He's out there too. He's like, you can crash at my house, and he's got a great place. But we just, I I, I just don't want to feel like I like I need to wake up or I need to do, you know like because yeah. that's me. Like I, I'll I'll always like we'll we'll make sure that we are the best guests that he's ever had at his house. But right. I kind of want to, if I want to sleep in or if I want to blah, blah, whatever, like, you know, right, right. maybe I want, maybe I want, maybe I want to ha- do lovemaking. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe no. Maybe, maybe you just want to <laughs> walk around in your birthday suit. That's what I'm talking about, Steven. Yeah. That's what I'm getting to. So, um, I'm hope, I hope you're having a good time on your trip. Do you think you are? I think, I think right about now I'm having a good time. Did you go? If people want to hear my recommendations for Maui, they can go listen to two shows back. I think it's called Steve's a Quitter. That's the <laughs> always, episode. Always a right before right before uh, Staples is practically a doctor or whatever that one's called. Um, <laughs> but uh, and 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 I had written those down ahead of time, so I sent them to you and your wife. Oh, those are Did great you guys go, recommendations? Are we you going to go went, through those? Yeah, we already went through them, and okay. we're, you know we're going to do a few things on there for sure. Don't don't do the volcano. No, not going to. No, no. I just, I just, you can do it once not in your life. Not in a helicopter. Just not going to do it. Okay. That's probably not, that's probably not the worst idea. I don't think on Maui they've had any helicopter, call it, all them issues. Yeah. In so, quite some time. So it's probably about time they did. <laughs> Maybe just not so. going to be the guy <laughs> Maybe going so. down in a Maybe so. blaze of helicopter. All right. Let's talk about, now I, I had posted a, a photo last week. That I didn't quite expect to be, to, to get as much, I don't know. Traction, action. Jackson. Yeah, that's true. That, all that. Um, but it was supposed, it was, it was just a photo of me on The Tonight Show, which I'm surprised I've never posted before. So, you know, the, the thing is right now, like social media, it's like, what, am I, what do I do every day? Pretty much at my desk where I am right now. Um, I'll go and work out or ride the Peloton. I'll exercise. I'll go for a run. I don't know, something, but that's like a very small part of my day. And the rest of my day, I'm sitting here, whether I'm talking to my adventure team or I'm talking to the the, 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 the tour team and, and figuring out those things. That's what I do all and day. One of your so, 44 cats. It's difficult to um, to like be interesting on social media if you are tra- if you are a travel person and you and you also go to bars <laughs> you do stand up comedy three things that just aren't happening anymore unless you're Steve McKenna and you go on vacations yeah um, so uh, so you got to dig and, a little deeper you got to you got to look at the past that, and, and throw that's up the point. some cool so, photos right so I so I pulled up the picture of me on the Tonight Show and I'll tell you two. Two cool stories about about that. I want to talk about what the experience was like doing the Tonight Show because I think that they they recorded 
around five. So the show starts at five and they do it like timed really well so that there's no editing they have to do. It's all timed commercial, all that kind of stuff. But I had to go there at three to do a run through of sabering champagne and actually saber a bottle at 3 p.m. Um, so they knew how far the, cor- the cork would go and just, you know, all that stuff. So um, I get there... And I get there, and you know, a car came and picked me up, and I, you know, got all dressed up. And, and so at 2.30, I get there at like 2.45, because I didn't live very far from the studios in Burbank. And then I'm in there at 3, we, you know, promptly we do the thing, and then it's like, okay, you know, you can hang out in your green room for two hours. It was it's horrible. No, perfect. it was horrible. Oh, it was, no, no, think coffee. about it. Think about, think about the time I was waiting. Oh, by the way, and I wasn't the first guest. So I think I ended up going on about 5.30. Jennifer Conley went on. I was number two and then Ziggy Marley. And so I think I, after the monologue and all that kind of stuff and their opening banter stuff, I think I went on at 5.30. So I was sitting back there for two and a half hours. And, you know, it's like you get excited and well, then you get were nervous. What you thinking? Were you, were you thinking, all right, I've finally made it. I'm on the Tonight Show. I'm I'm a big fucking deal. I'm a celebrity. What is that? What is that mind trip like? I don't I don't know. It definitely was a mind trip. I I definitely never think of myself as a celebrity, even in that situation. I, anything that ever happens to me, I always feel like it's a mistake. <laughs> That's, why how, why am I here? Who did they, who did they think that they were calling? But <laughs> That's a funny um, angle. But you know, but I but I treasured it, and I'll, I'll tell you the most interesting part of it. So I was back in my green room, and then and then you know after being there for maybe like forty five minutes, I'm on the phone, I, and and Karen, you know, my publicist was there, and and but she was bouncing around, whatever. And then Conan came in and and just said hi, which was I think the coolest thing ever. He was such a nice guy. Um, which he, you have to imagine by watching him that he, he, he is, and he's exactly that person. Yeah, very grounded. And then, yes, for sure. Like, he, you know, he he came to L.A. and had a, a Ford Taurus that he still drives, like, one day a week, just to, like, remind himself that he's not a big deal. Like, well, that's kinda, cool that just, he came in to say hello. I mean, you yeah. being on the show makes it so he can have a show. I mean, his guests coming on, that's, that's I, a big part of it. I, I guess, but let's be honest. There would be about 5,000 people in a, a five-mile vicinity of the studio that would love to beat the crap out of me to take my spot. To well, the end of the sure. show. But still, you know, it's just it's cool that, you know, he and half appreciates of his guests. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I agreed. And it was, it was very nice. So then I'm back there, and I don't know if they had booze or whatever. I don't remember. And and so then the show starts, and I'm watching and, and the, the monologue, and then you're watching Jennifer Conley goes out. And then I'm like, okay, it's me. And at this point, I was just excited. I was not nervous. Then I go, then like, okay, Mr. Lamprey, come with me. Mr. Lamprey. And they bring me right behind the curtain. I said, okay, um, after this commercial, he's going to introduce you. The curtains will come out, and they just walk over and, and shake his hand and, and sit down. So I'm good. And then all of a sudden you're like, in three, two, and then and then like a second before the the uh the curtains open, terrified. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And sure. and what's crazy and so then I walk out and I sit down and I'm a and I'm a little and I'm 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 nervous. I'm not 
nervous, but I have nerves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like did you I wasn't stutter? necessarily. Did you did you say cool I stuff? I can't. Re- I know I watched. No, it, I, obviously, I, but... I, I I stammered. He said, "What do you find? Like, what are the best places to drink?" And I think I said like Japan and South Korea and Germany. You know, the the, the this the, the countries that are. Uh, uh, it, <laughs> and I I didn't know what to say. He goes, "The most regimented." I go, "Yes, exactly." And right when he did that and bailed me out, I calmed down. Right. And and um. Well, I was just thinking, like, why didn't I have just one shot, one shot of whiskey before I went out there, just to settle my nerves a little bit? Well, you know, maybe you should have. I think I should have. Yeah. Um, and, maybe you'll and then, get on there and, again. Why don't you give him a call? See if you can go on there and promote your tour. I, yeah, I'm, I don't think there's an on there. I don't think there's. I don't know what they're doing. I think it's all virtual and stuff. Send him an yeah. email. Say hey. How you doing? Okay. I, I don't have his fucking email address, Steve. I don't know if Conan O'Brien. You don't go on the TV show and he gives you his his email address. Hey, do some do some uh, legwork and reach out to yeah. the guy. Right. I mean, he's You're got, right. Probably I'm not got a it. social media handle or five. Yeah, he does, and I tagged him. Send him, him. Send him uh, that picture of you on Steve. Uh, you post something on your Instagram or your Facebook that makes sense once, just once, and then I'll follow your social media. Why and would email I do advice. that? Why would I do that? I don't want to ruin my streak. <laughs> you do interesting things, man. You go skiing. You got your new car. You got like, you know, you got to do fun stuff. Like you could, yeah, you could nobody, be taking a cool picture every day. I want to sit there and post, hey, look what I'm doing and you're not. It's Don't think about it like that. Think well, about that's like. How, that's uh, what it is. No, think about it as like, okay, I had a buddy, Donald Schultz. And he is like a, uh, an animal. He's, he's a herpetologist, he's, you know, a reptile expert. And he's, he's South African. He lived here for a while, and he was in an animal rescue show, and he's such a cool guy. And he moved to South Africa, actually just north of – anyway, in, in, the, in, in the, the bush, like out in the middle of nowhere. And he has this, like, um, this anti-venom uh, – he, he's taking snakes without killing them, taking their venom, and then turning it into anti-venom. What they normally do with, with anti-venom is they'll, they'll, they'll slowly inject a horse – and make the horse's blood the basically anti-venom. And that's why it's so expensive. That's not interesting to you? How yeah, is that interesting? Inter- I'm sorry. How I, is that interesting? What? Was I falling asleep or something? So anyway, he uh, he's on social media, and I'm like, hey, man, you never post. He's like, eh, no one's interested. I go, you know what? Post for me. I'm very interested. You, uh, he's a great friend, a great guy. I want to know what you're doing. Just pretend you're posting for me. So, Steve, if you want to post, post for me. I'd love to see what you're doing. All right. I go, and, right. Che- I go and check you. my social media. Every time I you're, post, you, you go, you text me, you go, that's the dumbest fucking post you've ever posted in the history okay. of posts. Steve, Steve, I would imagine that your, your daughter, I think you have a daughter who's maybe around 14, 15. I got many daughters. Yeah. Have, have her freaking run your social media <laughs> for to it why i don't know she ever tell you what to do she'll tell you what's cool she doesn't care about that crap right instasham right. face crack i mean come on. uh i think she follows me on instagram does yeah. she follow you I don't know. <laughs> no because she's not doing anything all right so so here's one more inter- so anyway i finished the show it was amazing ziggy marley came and sat down afterwards and after the show, we talked for a bit, and it was so cool. So about a year later, I went to the South Beach Food and Wine Festival to Guy Fieri's uh, beach, beach Bash. It was a tent that I can't explain. It was bigger than a football field. There were thousands of people in there. And uh, Ziggy Marley performed. Guy invited me up to his VIP booth, which was right on the stage. So a bunch of, like, you know, Food Network people, whatever. So we're up there, Mel and I. And... 
Then the show is over and Ziggy disappears. And I was like, said to Mel, I'm like, I want to go say hi to Ziggy. Zane, he's not going to remember who you are. I'm like, I think he will. Like, I don't, uh, I want, I'm just going to go back there anyway. So we go out back. We have our VIP passes. We go out back where all these little smaller tents are on the beach where like Ziggy Merle has a tent. So we're standing up there. We walk up to the tent. He's got a security guard outside. I'm like, oh man. And we're about 20 feet away. And I'm like, I don't even know how to say, like, what should I do? And the security guard goes, Zane. <laughs> I go, yeah. He goes, hey, I just talked to Ziggy. He wants to say hi to you. Wow. Uh, okay. And brought me in there. So I walk in, Mel and I walk in the tent and he's, and he's standing there talking to Guy and his manager, Guy Fury and his manager. Z- Ziggy's talking to Guy's manager. So we, Mel and I walk in, Ziggy's face lights up and he comes over and he's like, Zane, man, how are you? whatever. And like, we take a picture and, and I remember looking over at Guy and Guy's like, who the fuck is this guy? What is, <laughs> what is, what is what's going on? It was, it was That's pretty cool. cool. Well, I, you know what? At the end of the day, Ziggy Marley was probably nervous to be on the Tonight Show, too. You guys were in the same boat for a second. Ziggy Marley was not nervous to be on the Tonight Show. Of Ziggy course Marley, he hey, was. Hey. No, he's, what are you talking about? Ziggy Marley's done a thousand concerts, and he was high as shit. He wasn't fucking nervous at all. Uh, yeah. He wasn't nervous. Maybe Good he point. was too high, and he was nervous <laughs> from being too high. I don't think I don't think you could be a Marley. You never know, and bro. Too, and, well, he remembered you high. for some reason. That's cool. He Here's what. I, here's something that I wanted to talk it's probably about. Probably your this is name. Something. That's a good point. Zane and you Ziggy. Both, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, you both are Z's. Um, Couple of Z so, bags. Yeah, you're bringing it back from the last podcast where you wanted to get a, a, a license plate, a vanity plate. Send Steve some ideas for vanity plates. Did anyone email you, by the way? I don't know. I don't if, check my if you email, bro. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to the, social yeah. media, email, you know, life chores. It's your daughter, dude. Nah. Listen, uh, if you haven't listened to the last podcast, which is called Staples is Basically a Doctor, I think, <laughs> which will make sense when you watch the episode, uh, Steve Steve just really comes up with some great ideas. I don't know if you know this, but like Steve's nickname, he has several nicknames. His biggest nickname was 1 in 10 because 1 out of 10 ideas he had was a good idea. We th- sometimes thought it was genius because the other nine were bad. They were horrible ideas. Listen, horrible. I think one in ten is pretty good and probably standard. Most no, people that not. are coming coming up with, you know, game changing ideas, not Whoa. everyone is is a home run. I don't think I'm going to say or anyone's going to say that that one good idea was the game changing idea. Listen, it I was got, just, I'm you just that's a new nickname for give me. Give me an idea. Give me game give changer. me an idea. Give me an idea. Oh gosh! Don't put me on the spot like this. I don't okay, know. Okay, you'll come. You'll, you'll, you'll come up I'll with be, one. I'll think of I, a couple. I'm going to tell you one of my favorite ideas of yours, and I don't know if I've given you enough credit for it. Is I think it was called Steve's Drunk Kitchen. Am I saying? Is that what was the name of it? Steve's Hangover. You made it when you were Steve's Hangover, hangover Kitchen. Hangover. Just know. Steve's Hangover. Something. Just Steve's Hangover. Um, and so people might not realize it, but you 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 spent many years hungover uh <laughs> drunk and hungover in the kitchen yeah as as a as a cook as a chef would you say chef or cook or what yeah i was a chef for okay. sure so, so and uh, and and several restaurants and including your own in uh in uh Essex. how am i saying that wrong Essex. x x6 okay x x s s x s s x s 
Sex. E S S E X. S sex. E sex. Email. E sex. So you made a show which was shot really, really well. Staples was there too at the Blue Goat. Was it Staples Kitchen? Yes. Okay, so you went in there, you had the run of the place, you made this amazing meal, you were like drinking the whole time, maybe you were adding booze to what you were making, and it was like three three minutes long, and I was like, Steve, I, I, I had my crew there, like Josh, and, and Gio, and Casey, and Mel, and we're all like coming up with, with stuff to shoot, and I watched that, and I'm like, damn, that's good, that, that is was a fun. good idea. It was fun. And you did amazing, and then you didn't do any more ever again. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. It's because because you were the one carrying the torch on that? Yeah, probably. This, mm. I was drinking too much. I remember the first one I did, in the middle of the episode, I chugged a bottle of Pinot Grigio. Like, there was one sitting on the counter. I just picked it up and chugged the whole thing. And You finished the whole bottle? The whole bottle. It was a full bottle to begin full with? Full bottle of Pinot Grigio. And huh. then... And then I was taking bullet bourbon and I was dumping it in the, uh, this is the same episode, same episode. And I was taking bullet bourbon and it had like the, you know, the bar pour spout on it. Uh And I was dumping that in the, in the saucepan and I was sauteing with it, you know, doing the flambe, lighting it on fire. And then I took the bourbon and just held it up and just dumped it. I mean, who knows how much of that I drank. And I did that a few times. And by the end of it, I mean, I had to have someone drive me home. I was hand Well, well I, well, I would hope that you had someone driving you drive you home if you drank an entire bottle of wine and in several shots of. Oh, oh my god! Then we were chugging beers. We were, I mean, it was like, you know that that was that was part of my problem with drinking was I had to take it to the tenth power in whatever we did. I mean, it was I funny. Think, it was good for the show a lot of times, but yeah, it was good. It, oh it was good for it was good when you were the. Uh, the co-host, the you know what I mean, like the stun drinker, because that's literally what you did. But when you're also having to carry the show, there's a lot of moving pieces because you are the driving force. You're the captain of the ship. You need to make sure you're steering that ship. And if you are also the Hand drinking bone. guy, yeah, it, 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 it becomes difficult. I'm I'm not saying that I'm I'm an expert at it. I mean, maybe I am an expert at it, but um, it's one of the things that I felt like I got good at when doing three sheets, drinking made easy, four sheets, five sheets, yeah, all, you whatever. It's you just paced like yourself. You had a good through myself. line. You kept the pace up. You were, you know, and I attribute that to, you know, you're a pretty witty guy and you always come up with a, a comeback and you keep the conversation moving. What do you mean? What do you mean? Pretty witty, pretty witty. Like, you know, what do you mean? What am I? I've, I've, I'm, I'm a stand up comedian that's had several TV shows, uh, comedic shows, and I'm pretty witty. I'm pretty witty, dude. Yeah, you're witty, witty wanker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're super um, witty. So listen, you got the, the vaccine. No, wait, you got a COVID test. Yeah. You didn't get the vaccine. Right. You got a COVID test to go to Hawaii. Right. Did you get the results back? Not yet. Hopefully okay. tomorrow. So we can well, get the plane. If you're in Hawaii, that means that you did get them. Back. Oh, that's true. Hmm. Um, and, and so uh, when you have the opportunity to get the vaccine, are you going to get the vaccine? Sure. I'll take there's them all. So much, there's so much fragmented, and I, I promise you, everyone who's listening to this right now is going to agree with this this statement. There is so much fragmented information about the vaccines, about the, the, the mutations of the virus. 
what we're in store for over the next few months, it's it is it it is it changes several times throughout the day depending on the source of your news. And it's it's like how do you plan what you're going to do in the spring, what you're gonna do do in the summer? Because right now we're we're in March. This is when people start figuring out their summer plans. The days are getting a little longer. The weather's you know, sporadically nice, and it's, and it's getting nicer every day. And now we're like, okay, I'm starting to think about what I'm going to do during the summer. And, and last year at this time is when the shit hit the fan, literally. Yeah. And, well, it's not literally. I used the word literally wrong. It was pretty I literally literal. used that wrong. Yeah. Well, there's no actual shit, and there's no actual fan. But well, the, I know. the I'm uh, sure there was a bunch of shit. But, but yeah, there was. Uh, and I'm not a fan of it. But this is the time See, you're when, witty. The, yeah, I'm a little witty. Is witty? This is it. It's, it's, it's the coffee. Pretty. This witty. is the time when la- last year, this exact time, stuff was starting to get real, and it was like, okay, we are going to quarantine ourselves for two weeks, maybe three weeks. Then everything's going to be fine, and we'll just have to adjust. Like we were like, okay, we're going to have to cancel our April and May tour, you know, show uh, tour stops for the show. And uh, and then it just kind of got worse and worse, and then you're just like, oh, this is really happening. And 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 then the next phase was like, oh, this is going to be a month long. Like, okay, yeah. let's 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 catch up on our Marvel movies and watch Tiger King, and then it'll all be done at the end. But right. so look, now we're we're more cautiously optimistic about what the future has in store for us. So, are we going to be okay in May? In Who knows? June? I mean, th- and there's so many angles. You know, you have you have you and I who, you know, I don't know, I I haven't like lost anyone close to me due to COVID, and I don't I don't right. think you have. So it's like Correct. you know you have you have you and I that want life to get back to normal, and you have other people who have really suffered through this thing, and they're like their life is never going to be normal again because of who they may have lost. So it's like right. you know in the in the midst of frustration where you're like oh I want everything to be back to normal I don't care about covid I don't care about masks that that you know you got to be conscientious of those people out there that are are dealing with some really crazy stuff and yeah, there, are, there's there, there's there's people who have been affected medically their own health lo- losing a loved one right over over 500,000 people that's that that it's beat brutal. that beat the flu and and then and then businesses so yeah. many businesses, especially the hospitality business, I mean, so many industries have just gotten hit so oh. hard and so many businesses have, have got, had to shut down. So, but, th- but think about it. That's why it's like everyone gives, gives shit to Governor Newsom here in California because he's being a little wishy-washy. Dude, either close down or, or don't. You can't say like, so th- the worst was like, we get this notice, alert, you know, government mandate. You must stay in your houses as of this this date. I forget when it was a month ago or two, and you must stay inside. No travel whatsoever. No leaving your house whatsoever. And then it gave the exclusions. And one of it's like everything is closed. Everything is closed. It says it. Everything is closed. Exclusions: hiking trails, parks, uh, Uber, Lyft. And it's just like it starts listing all these things that are open. You're like, oh, like. I, I, it's tough. Yeah. How how are you? How do you tell someone to like? It's like shut down your business. You're gonna ruin my life. Okay, I'm trying to save your life. It's at the I end of the th- day. I don't think we're gonna be out of the woods or back to normal until next summer. You can't say that because that because that would that, that's gonna kill me. I mean, I the, hope the, I hope it I hope here, it doesn't here, here, affect here, here, you like it like it affects a lot of other people. I hope you're still able to do the tour. 
But this thing is not going away. It's, the, the, first, are not going to be back to normal this summer. For, first of all, happen. just just to conclude, just to con- conclude what I was saying, that the the government, anyone making decisions in government, can't win. They cannot make the right decision. So that's the whole point. Like you can close things or leave things open. Either way, whatever you do is not the right decision because it's in, it's such a trying time right now right. that there is there is no solution because we don't. We, we just don't know so much. So yeah, all the options look, are bad. If if the the, the the tour is happening, and and if people like and and the, the venues are a lot smaller than venues we've done in the past. I think most of the venues are 250, 300 people, whereas we were doing when we were doing drinking mid easy, we were up to 500, 800, 1200 people right. for some of the venues. So those tickets are going to sell out sell out quick. And which by the way, at on St Patrick's Day, the tickets go on sale at zanelamprey.com. Um, but if, if I have to cancel any shows because of COVID people get their hundred percent refund. So I'll have to leave all the ticket sales like in the account and be prepared to, well, I to, think to you're, you're them. in a different, you're in a different vein there where I think you will be part of, you know, easing back into normal. I mean, to go see a comedy show, if you have the vaccine and you're in a controlled situation, you know, that. That is something that I think is doable, you know, but I'm talking about, you know, just all the other things that are that are affected, you know, every day, you know, from, you know, walking in the grocery store from, you know, going into, you know, all the retail spots, all these different things that are affected. You know, we're, we're just going to be wearing masks. We're going to be hand sanitizing. We're going to be behind a plexiglass. I mean, it's it's just all changed. It's going to be that way for a while. You know, I, 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 I agree with that to some degree, but I think human nature, it, we are not going to learn our lesson from it. We're just going to go back to the way we were. So, um, anyway. so he, I, I have a story about, about, uh, 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 when I had to get vaccines to go and shoot in, uh, in Africa. Mm. So I was going to Tanzania, Namibia, and South Africa. And you go onto the CDC website and you can see what vaccinations you need to go be- get before you go there. And so I went to this, and so I got the list, and it was like 12 vaccines. So I called the production company. I'm like, we should probably shoot this and start the show with me getting vaccinated because it's, it's interesting. Like, yeah. you know. Um, and so, like, it, 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 I, I like that Steve Martin said this. He's like, if, actually, he was probably quoting somebody else. But he said, if you can't be funny, be interesting. And I, I don't. <laughs> I, I know I heard it from him, but I don't remember if he said it or someone else said it. So if I'm not funny, I need to be interesting. And that's, I mean, that's the basis of, of, of my existence as an entertainer. But I thought that the, the fact that I was getting 12 vaccine vaccines was both funny and interesting. So the, <laughs> and the production company and scary. So the production company hired some local guys to come and shoot. It was really quick. Went into to the place in, in Beverly Hills and got the shots. And, um, and they gave me all 12 vaccines. Some were like doubled up. And uh, I think I got like like seven shots. Some were single, some were double. Like seven shots right there in one arm. And I was leaving and I called the production company. Like, oh, when are you going to go back for your boosters? I'm like, I think I got them all. And it's like, you were supposed to get like two shots and then go back. They're like, I'm like, I got them all. And definitely was not supposed to have happened the way that I did. I don't know if the lady was giving the injections misunderstood or was nervous or whatever it was, but she gave me all the shots in one arm. So then I went and met um, the producers, the creators, producers of that show, According to Jim. You remember the show with uh, Jim Belushi? Yes. And, And so I went to, came home, got changed, went to dinner with those guys. 
they wanted to pitch me uh, a, a sitcom. And we're sitting down at the at the at dinner, ordered the food, and I just I just got this wave of like confusion, and I was sweating and from the vaccines. I was not yes from the vaccines. Oh so then I I got myself home, and I was laying on the floor of the entryway of my of my house, laying on the ground for two hours, just like shivering and sweating. It was horrible. It was horrible. But you horrible. took twelve vaccines. I mean, I, I didn't take them. I was given them. Again, there were twelve Seems different a things. Bit crazy some, at one some, time. Some of the shots you can combine. You can watch the watch the did episode. Did you take I think the twelve to make it interesting, or did you take the twelve because that's what they wanted you to do all I, at once? I I wasn't. I was receiving. I was just there with my, with an arm. The lady Such a knew what I was doing. You know, I I I. I I just assumed that she knew what she was doing, but you can go watch it. Again, I think it's the opening of the Tanzania episode and I get the shots. It might've been five. Hold, you know, Steve, hold on one second. I'm going to bring up the, the show here. Hi, I'm Zane Lamprey. In this episode, I go three sheets to Tanzania. I'm at the doctor's office. Okay. But first, in order to do shots. You see the bees in it? <laughs> wow. I must first get shots at a doctor's office. And then there is shot number one, shot number two. Oh, my arm is numb. Oh. Shot number three, shot number four. You're kidding me. How many left? Shot number five. Oh, that's He's nice. Oh, that's Oh. Shot number six. Six shots. Am I done? Oh, thanks. That makes it all better. <laughs> and then she gave me a Band-Aid. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Listen, I, I know I have to let you go because you probably have a, you have a surf lesson coming up, probably, because you're in Hawaii right now. Yeah. I'm going surfing, yeah, bro. Yeah. So, so I'll let you Actually, go. Actually, I'm going so golfing. You're really, you going to go golfing every morning? You didn't, you didn't uh, no, bring that up no, as part of your regimen. No, I'm playing on Wednesday, and today's Wednesday. Okay. Got it. Where are you playing? Uh, Kapalua. Are you going to see um, uh, Garrett? you going to hang out with Garrett? Yep. going to see Garrett. Awesome. You're probably with him right now. Actually, yeah, right, we're, we're hanging out right now. I'll, I'll I'll let you go, but I wanted to say one one thing for people, and I hope I think this is this is a humanizing moment for me. If we started out with me feeling like I was cool in some way, but by, by being on the, the, the Tonight Show, let me uh, allow me to sort of um, put myself back in a corner. But I was going to uh, go for a run, and it was warm out; it was like seventy degrees, and so I put on a tank top. And you're probably wearing a tank top right now. You're in Hawaii. You might not, you might not even be wearing a shirt. No, bro. I, I put on a tank top. Pe- guys don't wear tank tops anymore. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so I I put a tank top. I was about to go for a run. And I was like, whoa, where are you going? I said, I'm going for a run. She's like, in a tank top? Yeah, I'm running around the neighborhood. I don't know, whatever, in a tank top. She's like, you aren't in tank top shape. What? <laughs> I'm not even good enough shape that I can wear a freaking tank top what does that mean there's no such shape i mean the rock can wear a tank top because it's just you know it looks like a g-string on him but i wasn't wearing a tank top to show off my muscles i was wearing a tank top because it was already warm outside in here in los angeles and i was going to go for a run i was going to sweat more if i was in a t-shirt reason to ever wear a tank top unless you're a woman I that's fine, but her reason was not. Hey, your boobs are not that big. She, her reasoning was not. You're out of style. Hers is. You are too fat for a tank top. So you need a fat top. I need. I, no, apparently I need to wear long sleeves wherever I go and some sort of sweater vest Can to hide my. Can you design love some sort of concealing, you know, top? Yeah, it's called adventure a, it's top called a, for it's, us it's, to wear. It's called, it's, it's called a sweatshirt. All right. Listen, go surf's up, bro. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Uh, enjoy your, your your trip, safe travels, and I'll I'll talk to you when you're home. Mah- Mahalo. I'll call you after golf. Mahalo.